Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 FedEx St. Jude Championship. First leg, the FedEx Cup playoffs, picks, preview, bets, one and done. We're nearing the end of the season. This is the last full field cut event of the year. It's exciting times, Jeff Feinberg. We made it throughout the entire year, and here we are. Now football starts very soon. (laughs) Yeah, um... And it's been a kind of a slog. It kind of feels like the Open Championship was a season finale. That being said, um, I love these final two events. We talk about these events as arguably as good as any events we get on the calendar each year. So I'm pretty fired up. They'll lead us right to football. You know, East Lake is... uh, but, But these next two... Uh, yeah, I got opinions, which is almost bad because the weeks that I was just kind of like laying light and hoping to get lucky, I almost did and got real close. Last week I had opinions and Tom Kim wins, Pat, but it takes me two years to bet on the guys (laughs) who are young and good. Two years of wasted bets before they win, if they win. Although I had a full betting card of guys who hit the ball better tee to green than Tom Kim. Well, maybe you have to take the guy who gains 12 strokes putting. That's the guy you want. Oh, what what marvelous. It was magical. It was enthralling. Like, I didn't have money on Sung J.M. either. And um, Russell, Will- uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Henley shows you where my head is at. Henley comes out, you know, like a, 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 a dead fish and my day's over. So I was just enjoying the, the magic, the, the, the magic man. 
That's exactly where I was too, because I had I had Henley as well, and he tanked it on the restart in the morning. Him and Alex Smalley, my two guys, like they're they just he just Henley started riding a bogey train early on Sunday morning to finish his third round. I think Smalley came back on the course and made triple. He was at ten under at one point on Saturday. I was like, all right, he's in the mix. Get me a top five. Let's get a dodge. It'll all be fine. And they ended up shooting like six under on like the final portion of the round, but he was well out of it by that point. But if Henley doesn't gag it early and like even coming down the stretch would be like hey let's click to Russell Henley it's like oh he has three feet for birdie miss just so many of those all week but this is what you get when you end up betting on Russell Henley you should almost expect it at this point but I I saw your tweet it was the first thing that went through my mind as well is that this is the difference when you really boil it down of why the PGA is always going to have the edge uh, I mean, live right now is just ridiculous and like it's not like a non-factor. But let's say like a live, live establishes itself two years from now, three years from now. It's like competitive. People don't see it as an exhibition. They see it as a real tour. This is the difference between PGA and live now and presumably in the future as well that here's this 20 year old who was grinding on the asian tour gets himself in based on world rankings plays well in the majors gets these sponsors exemptions and he's able to break through win on the pga tour get into the playoffs unlike zalatoris was able to do because he didn't end up with the win so now all of a sudden he qualifies he's in the fedex cup playoffs he's probably going to end up playing like eight weeks in a row he's 33rd in the fedex cup standings like you just it's impossible to have that story on the live tour and this is really why people love the PGA stories like this out of nowhere new young player like could be awesome I mean who knows two years from now if Tom Kim is still good or not I'm guessing he's going to be but this is like in a real arrival and what what is what, what does the live have like oh Stenson won great <laughs> you, you can't buy the magic uh you, you simply can't buy it and I don't know like if the uh the Oklahoma State kid like Chip Chip Cesaria I, I totally botched his name, but Chihuahua, you know, the, the the Spanish kid. I didn't mean to disrespect his name that bad, but if he won, would we have cared? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Stenson winning. Stenson telling the Ryder Cup, the European Tour, his lifeblood, you know, flipping two double birds, calling out his dream and saying, I'm cashing in on my what I called my dream. And then going out and winning the first event in and of itself, like I tweeted, a really cool story, an incredible side plot. But in the end, no one gives a flying fuck other than the people who are going to inherit Henrik Stenson's money that he got richer. It's not a, no one gives a shit. And there's an amazing side twist to it. You know, the week he tells the Ryder Cup, go fuck yourself. Doesn't matter doesn't resonate and you know people who ever talk about the demise of the pga is one of the most grossly over exaggerated things ever because in the end you'll care about the events you'll care about you won't care about the events you won't care about and you'll make fun of those fields but the pga will never have an issue making stars and as of now live is 48 guys and everything can change there and i'm not doubting you know things can change on the fly next year they could say we're 100 guys maybe they will but it's 48 guys, 88% of them are washed or nothing. And there's a handful of, of nice players and they're going to get better players. Like clearly based on the rumor mill and their cash, you know, the cash, they're going to get better players. 
But in the end, you can't buy the magic, and the PGA will always just make new stars. They'll always make the stars. And if in the end, getting made a star on the PGA is just the, the stepping stone to getting the live offer, I don't know. Maybe that's where golf comes to. But for now, the PGA is just going to make the stars. It ain't soccer, but this is a worldwide game. And the kids are playing it everywhere. And there is so much money to be made still on the PGA. It's still life-changing, world-changing opportunity and money that will always make stars. And this was almost a perfect... It's crazy, like, the people who have won almost since Liv started. I guess the good players, but I don't know. From Finau to this to Fitz and Xander, it's just been this whole weird... Fun, fun time. I, the PGA couldn't have written it up any better. And Ricky Fowler backdoors into 125. It almost feels like a fake weekend. Kim eliminates Matt Wallace by taking his spot in the FedEx Cup after he was deemed eligible after getting full status after his win. So a bummer for Matt Wallace in that sense, but I am honestly just much happier to see Tom Kim in the playoffs to see what he can do. And it feels like he might be running on fumes at this point. I think this will be six, seven, and eight weeks in a row uh, for him playing. I mean, the dude's 20. We saw Sungjae do this. We've seen Reed do this in the past, like years ago, that some guys are just built to do this. This is how they like to play. And other guys are like three weeks in a row oh give, give me my fainting couch I, I got nothing left in the tank here need some time off so we'll see how it goes i'm excited for it did siwoo withdraw so we could watch tom kim i think siwoo was like i'm going to he saw where he was on the leaderboard coming back out and it was like well i'm gonna make a run on this on saturday night if i can't get there like fuck it i don't want to wait around and play like 27 holes on sunday when i have no chance of winning so if he classic siwoo i mean he's there to win if he's not gonna win he's like eh, see you later hey the the, the south korean uh sedgefield narrative still lives lives stronger <laughs> lives super strong it's got mighty powers if only sedgefield got you out of military service it's funny because uh, on the Wednesday show, Tambo and I were joking around like with the all Asian lineup. We could go, I think we had it that it was like M, Kim, Kim, huh, Brandon Wu, and Appy Burnrat, and none of us played it. <laughs> yeah. And you can make jokes. Like, there's an easy joke to make as Patrick Reed's posting a video of him getting on his private plane to fly to Singapore to play in an Asian tour event. And then on Saturday afternoon, the entire leaderboard is Kim M barn rat uh, Lahiri. It's like the whole Asian. There's like, we're here, pal. <laughs> Not to say those guys would be playing there anyway. They're more established than that. But the irony of like, no, it's still about getting here. Like this is where you need to be. Um, well, I'll tell you where yeah. people. I'll tell you where people need to be in the comment section and description. Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League final one for the golf season. Twenty five hundred spots. Let's fill it up. Go out with a bang. We'll be focusing on the Week One Listeners League moving forward because, frankly, BMW DraftKings. I mean, East Lake DraftKings is just horrible. So next week we well we'll be talking about the DraftKings show and things like that. Jeff and I aren't going anywhere for the rest of the golf season. However, uh, the research show this was the last week for it. Uh, so this coming Sunday. So just a schedule note here, Jeff. Here's what we got going on this week. We got me and you today, obviously. Tomorrow, me and Levitan talking about week one. 
Wednesday, Tambo is out of town. He didn't qualify for the Fantasy Golf World Championships, but he's going anyway. So he's going to be down in Memphis at the St. Jude. So Raza, well, it would be Raza and I at 9.15 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. And then Thursday, me, you, and Cust, part two of the running back rankings. If you want to get early access to that show. Quarter, yeah, sorry, quarterback rankings are 1 to 10, uh, so it's part 2 of that show. If you hit last week's newsletter, this week's newsletter, sub down in the description, you can go find the secret link to that show right now. If you really need to go get it, it uh, has no like time codes or anything, it's just stock footage, it's up there. You can go click on the show and watch it. And then uh, me and Meanie, next Sunday, with Cust, top 150 fantasy football rankings. It's six weeks later than I normally do it. I want to be more accurate this year, so I decided to wait. I have no issues with that. Um, I'm not one of these people that likes to early, early draft at all. I get annoyed even when my buddies want to do our, our, my home league wants to do our draft lottery so early. It's like, I don't even want to think about my pick until the middle of August, early August. But, but yeah, we're here. It's time full swing. And I'll only tease the QB show by saying, I kind of got triggered by where Tim ranked Justin Herbert because I personally felt that his absolute floor for the project we did. But that didn't last long because then I heard where he ranked Josh Allen. <laughs> so you felt like That's it was massive. My team. It was massive disrespect to Justin Herbert until you heard about Josh Allen's ranking. Yeah, I couldn't be. Yeah, I could no longer like have any gripe with Herbert. I just had to get on the hill of Allen and just, yeah. Like I couldn't be insulted about Herbert anymore when I heard what he did to Josh Allen, which I guess Josh Allen fans and Justin Herbert fans would consider that a positive when Tim, you know, talks you down. But that's where we are and uh, look forward to that and find it if you need it because it's out there. In the real life golf world, uh, you're back on the links now, right? Are you Have you been able to play 18 yet? Yeah, I played 18 even last week for the first time. I did the uh, half and half, which was the um, the front nine walk with the back nine cart. Uh, my wife wasn't really pleased about that. It's like, just walk around the neighborhood. I'm like, no, the point is, like, I don't want to walk around the neighborhood. This is the opportunity to walk, and I'm going to walk. Um, yeah, so walk, 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 and maybe soon I'll do the whole 18 walking when it's, like, not too hot. It's got to be a nice little, you know, because I'm a polar bear. But, yeah, I'm getting getting out there, getting back. You know, things uh, I play well when I when I putt, I guess. It's how magic how that works. I score well when I putt. I'm playing well. Happy with how I'm playing, not how I'm scoring, if that makes any sense. So I, I had the culmination of I started going to see an instructor, like, June of last year, I want to say. Just I, – I've – Lived with a massive slice my entire life and just did nothing about it. I started being like, I was the guy who was playing it massively over the trees to the left and being like, all right, watched it, yep. here, here she comes. And like my ball would end up like my driving distance was like 180 yards. I'd hit it 260 and it would go 180 on just a big curve. And it's not great for like trying to hold. If anything is sloping off to the right, I'm in the woods to the right because I can't stop the ball. So I decided to go get like a new swing. I went to an instructor, worked on all this stuff to get it all figured out, and like, it was a struggle once it was implemented midway through last year. Got a bit of better results towards the end once it started to click a little bit. Took some more lessons, and this weekend, Jeff, finally, for the first time in my life, I've been golfing since I was eight years old. I broke 80, so I'm very happy with myself. And then I went and played yesterday, and... Uh, 
front nine went well. I was playing the same way, and then just disaster. Got got a bit too uh, high on my britches on the back nine, and it just it was it was bad news. That's <laughs> uh, congratulations, man. Thank I'm you. No, I'm nowhere. I'm nowhere near that at the moment. Uh, I plan on golfing a lot in August, though. Although through the first eight days of August, I've golfed very little. But my plan is to over golf in August as much as I possibly can, which should be a lot. Now's the time to do it. I mean, I need to get in all my rounds right now. I got a thing at the end of the month where we have like our 16 person Ryder Cup. And like, I want to go out and just annihilate everyone with that. And poor Cust. Cust was doing the same thing. He had, we had to get him a cart on the back nine the other day. He like hurt his calf walking around, but he was like too much, too much of a man. He was like limping around the course. I was like, man, get a cart for the back nine. He's like, no, 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 I, I can walk. I can walk. And like, he, visibly could not walk so i had to go get the cart for him bring it to him and like force him into it and after he's like oh it's a really good idea getting the cart. It's like yeah no fucking shit man you're limping around the course because you're not hydrating yourself and your muscles cramped up Cuts. and then what does he do he tur- goes into the car after the round turns on the air conditioning and considers that a reward I don't know. I mean, if people didn't check out Cuss Corner, is that from the last, the first part of the quarterback show, or is that from the second part? I can't remember now. No, second from the first. Yeah, unless you cut it differently, it's it was it was from the first. No, the second one is Cuss saying he can bull ride. (laughs) Yeah, which he said he's going to do on a mechanical bull. We'll see about that, and we'll most definitely have videos there if he ever agrees to do it. Do you have any other thoughts about um Sedgefield? About Sedgefield or the guy that just put the lights out was rarely in trouble, just won. Like, regardless of all the crazy, you know, the, 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 the number on the first or his age or all the other things, like anything else? No, I mean, he when we did out the model last week, like, he rated out really high, highly. He's someone who, like, he hits the ball dead straight. It's it's a huge advantage at a course where, you know, the rough can eat you up a little bit. And it's funny because on one, he missed the fairway. But it wasn't really, like, even his second shot when he made the quad, like, it wasn't all that bad. He got himself, like, chipping trouble. Like, he just scuffed, he pulled a me, scuffed one right in front of him. And, like, he hit it to the top of the hill, it rolled back down the hill. Like, it sucks. Like, he got hosled in the rough, could barely get it out. He was on, like, the shaved surface, got it up, and it rolled back to his feet. I, listen, I... I can see how you can make an eight. You don't expect a pro to make an eight, but it was pretty impressive how he was just able to shake it off. He wasn't going into full melt. Imagine if that happened to Hatton, just broken clubs everywhere. I don't want to throw stones there because uh, I'm going to say throw some roses uh, his direction as we get into that show. There's no pun connected there to Justin. But yeah, I remember like think about how much we glad handed and loved uh, when when uh, Hovland at the Masters did it like on the first hole and he just came back to have a competitive week. We were like, just showered him with, with praise and just smiles and goes through everything. And while I literally pretty much 80% of my betting card was surrounding Tom Kim (laughs) and I was never really thinking of betting him, but I bet a lot of identical numbers. Oh, the, when I was like, when asked about him, I was asked, like, do you think he's fatigued? And my only response to that is, this guy's like a kid in a candy store. Like, he's a baby. And every week he's walking into a PGA locker room with like PGA services. Like, there's no, at that age, like, there's no fatigue. There's no, 
jadedness. It's all just brand new and amazing. So, um, yeah, but I didn't really think to bet him. Didn't think to bet him. Didn't think he was bringing the ceiling. I mean, uh, Sky ended up betting him. He bet him at 35 yeah, to 1. A few people bear off. Yeah. Bear off. They, they were sharper than us. When I was betting Siwoo, they were betting Tom, and that turned out to be the move. Good draft. And it still counts as chalk, right? Like, it's another chalk win as we scale out the years, like 35, 40 to 1. Like, yeah, but that's, that, a long but, that, but that's in the range that we want. Like yes. it, it wasn't a 13. Like, Sungjae didn't win. Put it that way. Well, it's the, it's the range I bet. But I just mean, like, it's still... It still holds up the thread that like nothing is only good players, even if a month ago you never heard of them. And if you went on on like uh, one of Paul's buddies who love golf, like went to Algonquin Park for a few weeks, you know, missed the Scottish and had no idea who this guy was. And he's like, whoa, you bet on him. You won. What was he like? Three hundred to one. <laughs> be like, no, thirty five. Be like, I don't get it. Someone did point out that maybe the biggest thing that helped propel Tom Kim this week is Cus doesn't know who he is. Like that's that's a huge factor for him. <laughs> I almost oh, I could have lost my water there. Wow. I, I, I need... Here's where I think that he presents, and we're talking about like PGA versus live, star making opportunities. He has a real opportunity. Like if he's good. Obviously, if he's not good, it's not gonna matter. But Versus like Hideki versus Siwoo versus Sungjae, like his English is impeccable. Like he can give real interviews without a translator. Like that's been for the longest time. Like we, it's funny. Like when we were thinking about like 2016, 2017, like what is the difference between Ricky and Hideki? Well, Hideki was better then, but Ricky was just perceived as the better player because to American audiences in the betting market and sponsorships, yeah, you like get behind the American guy, but it hurts when the Japanese guy really can't speak. I mean, he can speak English, but it's not like you can get Amanda Balionis or Renner now, whatever her last name is now, uh, yeah. doing an interview after the round. And like Hideki can only, can only articulate it through his interpreter of what he's really trying to say. Not Tom Kim. He's just out there. I think he was in Australia. I think like he moved to Australia when he was like six or 10 or something like that. Like that's going to be a huge advantage for him in bridging the gap and being like a true Asian star potentially in the U.S. market because that's always the hardest thing. 100%. And not only does he speak fluid English, he is a personality. I don't know whether that's, you know, a kid that grows up on the Internet or in this, uh, you know, the social media age. Maybe they're, you know, just more comfortable. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe the, the next slew of them will be uh, more you know, more engaging personalities, as we've kind of seen with all these younger kids. They're far more engaging than even the generation before him. Guy like Patrick Cantley's a straight freaking bore. Like you don't even want him to open his mouth. Um, uh, but but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The opportunities that could be there for a personality, um, Asian descent that that's all that's all there. That is all there. No doubt about it, Pat. He's it's the world's his oyster. He's gonna be put on a pedestal at the President's Cup. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch, even if he gets waxed. It's absolutely who should be getting a spot. Even if he came like third place to me, he should be taking like a Leishman spot. I'm looking at the standings right now. I wonder if they're up 
updated or not. Where is Tom Kim? Now, they can't be updated unless he only moved up. According to this, he only moved up four spots in the standings, and that doesn't But it's up. such a it's a two-year period. You so know, yeah, win- yeah, but, but he, has a, he has a bunch of wins. Like, he was winning on the Asian tour. Like, I, I don't think this is updated for today. This is through August 2nd. So, yeah, no, it's not updated for his win. So he might... He'll probably be right ahead around Munoz or Evier, like ninth or tenth in this day. Like he's auto. Who would you take as like here if we do the top eight plus the four captains pick? So Cam Smith, Hideki, Sungjae, Neiman, Connors, Scott, Mito, and KH Lee are all on the team. Let's say they're the eight automatic spots because that's who are the eight automatic spots right now. Who are your four captains picks? Because I I have thoughts about this, about playing, especially about playing Quail Hollow at the same time of what you might want to go with. Cause I, I like the international team more than anything else. I know that we talked about when the Ryder cup was at Lopin or national de France, that you might want to take some more accurate players. Maybe Bryson's not the best suit for this course. Maybe Kevin Kisner would be a guy that you might want to look at for this particular course. We know quail hollow is like a bomber's track, but the Americans are so talented regardless of who they pick that they're going to be fine and competitive anyway. The international team at the President's Cup isn't. Like, they need real guys to go, and they need to kind of use, I want to say, like, analytics. I mean, they shouldn't use analytics, but, like, really think about the concept. Like, is Pendrith someone, like, Hadwin and Hughes, Canadian-wise, let's say. Like, Ryan Fox should be on this team. He's 13th yeah. in the standings. He should most definitely be on this team at Quail Hollow. Dude fucking bombs it. We know he can make, like, 50-foot putts from time to time. And usually when he blows up, like, it's a big blow-up. Not the worst thing in the world in a match play situation. But I, I worry that they're going to be like, oh, we need to take Munoz because he's ninth. It's like, well, he's playing like shit. Cost me a lot of money on DraftKings this week. <laughs> it, it, I, I, had a, I had two lineups that had Kim, Huh, and M in them. And they both had fucking Munoz who finished a shot behind the cut line. I was like, fuck you, Munoz. You are absolutely destroying me. I had the, I had the nuts and Munoz. And uh, that means not a ton of money coming back my way. But either way, like, I would just be loading up on bombers here. Like, Pendrith, Ryan Fox. Like, I like Hadwin. I like Hughes. I'd rather have Pendrith, Pendrith if I was taking another Canadian here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fox feels like the obvious choice based on course feel and even current form. Uh, Pendrith, I would root for it. I don't know if they'd have the stones. I don't know if that's even on something they're considering. To be perfectly honest, I I don't uh, know Herbert's either. Like, also, a, Herbert's, Herbert's also a pretty big a pretty big bomber. Unless I'm totally making that up. Uh, Herbert's I mean, Herbert's like shit off the tee though. Like Cam Davis and Herbert are separated by two spots. Like you have New Zealand Ryan Fox, Australia Leishman. Herbert is. Yeah, no, Herbert's Australia and Cam Davis is Australia. I'd rather have Cam Davis of those three. Yeah, I would rather Cam Davis also. And Pendrith being ahead of Cam Davis is on crazy. the thing I'm looking. That's it's insane. You know who else I would think about? Just to like try to like I I think feel like they need to go off the board here if they they get absolutely waxed in every Presidents Cup. Like fucking try something different. Throw Hao Tong on the team, man. He was good last time. <laughs> Okay, the last one was entertaining, and it seems like they're only shot at a at a at a at a like somewhat close President's Cup are the ones where the U.S. has to do a deep travel, you know, like Australia, potentially to South Korea. That's when you sometimes feel like there's life for this thing to be more entertaining than the roster show. Uh, but these ones, like at Quail Hollow out in Charlotte. 
I'll be honest, I, minus, I, minus 300, like I'm not a stonks guy and I know there's risks here to lose it at all, but I saw it even drop minus 300, minus 350, make 35% money and, you know, you know, in four days. See, it feels like a free roll at times. Yeah, it's minus at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. The USA is minus 330. The internationals are plus 300. And looking at the names that we just mentioned, that tracks that makes an awful lot of sense i'm just trying like, to, like, I, I don't like, know here, here here are the guys in the running for captain's picks right now let's just assume tom kim has one because he's he's probably gonna go up to like ninth or tenth you have munoz evr hadwin hughes fox bezadenhout lahiri leishman siwu herbert pendrith cam davis johnny vegas Grio, burmeester howtong day svensson like gets like you're basically playing with like corn fairy tour guys here all of a sudden, oh, my guy, Thirsty Lawrence. Let's get him on the fucking team. He's not bad. But, like, who did they lose? They lost Answer. He can't play. Was there anyone else? Louie. Louie. Louie and Answer. Louis and it, like, they should let them play. Yeah, the, they lost <laughs> Louie and Answer. We're all expecting, even through the height of the rumors, that at this point Cam and Hideki stick it out, as well with Scott and Leishman, who's also pretty much rumored to be going as well. But I would say um, Cam and Hideki, you're going to send them, even if you know they've signed a live contract. Like, it would just be bad for the event. I'm sure NBC's like, no, you have to send them. Immelman's like, no, we, they have to come. Leishman, I'd give, I would give Leishman the pure double bird and take a PGA Tour player. Oh, and yeah. give him like, this. There's no, there's no ch- unless Leishman wins two playoff events, there's no fucking chance he's on this team. Okay, fine. I'm just saying, like, there's no benefit of the debt. Like, um, anyone who's associated with Liv that isn't Hideki or Cam and hasn't played for them yet can, like, you just take a younger player to give them that spotlight. Why isn't Jason Day on the Liv tour? Do they not offer him any money because he, like, can't play in the events? (laughs) It's a pretty fair question. You would think his profile would have been perfect. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. So here's where we can go with, I want to go bomber heavy and Tom Kim. So we'll take three bombers and Tom Kim. I think my picks, if I'm doing, I want to hear this in the comment section too, or hit me up on Twitter at the PME. Like who would be your four captains picks for the president's cup right now? If you want like to give you, you might lose 90% of the points, but you're probably gonna do that anyway. So you might as well try to take a stab at something. So Fox, Tom Kim, Pendrith. Like, I'd rather have Pendrith than EVR based on his upside or Hadwin or Munoz. Like, just roll with it. And I think it comes down to, like, Cam Davis or Vegas. Like, Vegas seems like a good fit here. Vegas seems like a great fit. Uh, and there's no chance that they actually do anything like that because they'll be like, No, oh. they're more likely to take a Lahiri. I yeah. mean that. Oh, I agree. Which, I, I mean, mean I mean, for, like, international promotional purposes, that's probably not a terrible idea. Yeah, no, I'm not even dissuading that. I just feel like um, they are far more likely to to pick from that pool of players than the players you are suggesting. Not that, again, not that it would matter, but I still think you want to send the best out there, and there is a course fit for for Quail Hollow that shows itself. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's not that only those guys. Like Grio has finished really well at Quail Hollow. Answer came second to Rory. Grio's with, in form, and Grio's in good form. But there's no chance. Like, 
I just don't feel like that. I mean, there's no chance Vegas is going to make the team either. But if put between the two, I know that Grio has played well at Quail Hollow. I'd still want to like stack those skill sets together. Cause then at least you like, if you have Pendrith and Vegas together, right? At least you know that they have complementary skill sets. It's not like what it's not like Grio playing with Ryan Fox, where it's like, what are we doing here? Like these are two opposite players. Maybe that's how they want to do it, but you know, for like four ball purposes or alternate shot. I can't even remember what's at the President's Cup, tell you the truth, but Having those skills together, I think, would be pretty huge. And, like, Cam Davis, I think, has to be pretty close. I mean, Cam Davis over Pendrith actually makes more sense because he's won on the PGA Tour, but... But but you honestly think, like, let's be real. They, I don't think they would take Pendrith over Huser or Hadwin. I don't, like if, I don't, if you I, I agree. More- I agree with you, but I wouldn't take... I would take Hadwin over Hughes, but I wouldn't take either of them. I guess I would agree. Um, I guess I would agree with that. But hopefully all these fun because the next one's with us, man. Like I joked about how the Americans going to travel. The only chance they lose. <laughs> We're the next one. Montreal ain't traveling for that. But let's have a fun team. Hopefully uh, before we get to St. Jude, uh, my wife called me. She was out at like my mom's uh, cottage with the kids uh, while I was golfing yesterday morning she calls me on the way back in it's like the kids want to get fries from mcdonald's like do you want to go out and get fries and just have them waiting for you at home i was like no not really like i'll, I'll uber them here i don't want to leave the house so i i went on uber eats and i ordered two happy meals for them and the stock default option on uber eats for whatever mcdonald's i was using wasn't fries it was apple slices instead of fries uh. And I just assumed fries would come with it. Uh, get there. Stuff shows up. I'm like, I'm a real hero here. The kids are going to be fucking pumped. They're going to get home. They're going to have some nuggets, a hamburger, and the fries that they wanted, plus a, plus a toy that comes with the Happy Meal. This is great news. Shows up. They show up like two minutes after the, like, the McDonald's shows up. I open it up. No fries. Only apple slices. Need to get out of this. What the fuck are they doing with apple slices? What's going on here? I feel like well, Tim. I, I feel, I, I feel a- like Tim. Uh, you, you ordered it last time, I think. No, because I, 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 I don't think I've ever ordered from like McDonald's since I moved here. And I've never ordered a Happy Meal, most definitely. Yeah, not that's bullshit then. That bullshit. No, I'd give Tim a hard time. I'd blame him for you and say, no, you're, man, that's that's bullshit. And that wouldn't go over well in my house. <laughs> I was just pissed. And then, um, I, then I had to go out and go to McDonald's to go get two sets of fries for the kids because they were promised fries and they were freaking out. It's like, all right, I'll go to McDonald's. I'll get them. Show up to McDonald's. drive throughs closed. I got to go in. It's the whole thing. Did you watch the the end of the broadcast with Nick Faldo? Because I saw people like shitting on him. I thought it was like really touching. <laughs> it'll be less. It'll I, it'll be less touching if he goes to live. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem that that he's going to. Uh, I didn't see it in real time. I saw the clips. Uh, yeah, I'm a. Uh, I get it. Like I can get, I get the hyperbole of it for them. Um, and I get people shitting on it, but that's not something I would shit on. Okay. I, I thought it was a nice moment. You really seem genuinely touched and like sad to be leaving, but like, I don't know why. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to make a dumb comment. Like, why are they doing it now? Not the end. Obviously NBC's coming in. They're done. Season's I, over. I thought Thanks they- for the ride. Nan. Someone made the best points. Nance, like, Nance can always hold it together. Like Nance will never shed a tear on air. Ever. Well, like a- he's like good. Like he's just wired like perfectly for his job. Well, there's a chance he he's a always there, hold it together. There, there's a chance he's a robot. So that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 
Like you want your, uh, play, but you want your play-by-play guy to be stoic. Like that's a part yeah. of it. You don't want him to be emotional ever. Like he needs to sort of be like a robot. And you want the a- analyst to like have the insight. But you also want the analyst to have the passion. I know people shit on Faldo all the time. I actually liked Faldo a lot. I actually enjoyed the CBS broadcast much more than the NBC broadcast. I just find that I don't know what it is. Like I didn't like Johnny Miller. But I like Johnny Miller a lot more than I like Paul Azinger. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Like, I, I think it's Americans in general who don't like Nick Faldo just because he's British and like he's a bit of a prick and he has been a bit of a prick. But I find that's, in as someone who doesn't just stock root for Americans when I watch golf, I think it's fun to see who Faldo's here. It's usually English guys, but I think it makes a fun dynamic on the broadcast. And I always found him to be pretty insightful. I totally agree, and be careful what you wish for, um, because the replacement sometimes is worse, as you mentioned, with Azinger. And I don't like a lot of the things that have happened at NBC Golf, at least with CBS. You see some trajectory into them. Um, Like, I enjoyed the Immelmans, both of them. I enjoy Colt, so uh, I like a lot of the changes that they've made at CBS, and I feel like who are they test running? They were test it's, running a few guys. Well, they're Leonard. They're, they're going with Immelman, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I, I, I'm shocked they didn't go with Colt. I would have picked Colt. Yeah, for now, I guess they're making Colt walk, walk the course. They're like, you need to drop a few lbs to be on TV, pal. Go walk the course. I don't, I don't know, but Colt, uh, Colts. Yeah, they all seem to have a really nice. Um, rapport they could i would have no problem to see a few other of them you know get out of there finchy and a couple i don't know i I just thought it'd be a a unique opportunity to insert colt into the booth because of his age and if he's good you can run him for 35 fucking years up there and if he's not good it's like ah well we tried a a young guy now we can bring in like the 50 year old dude again and maybe like enough time will be passed that like phil can do it in two years although you say it'll never happen, but if you put Phil in the booth and he was just being Phil, people would forgive Phil so fast. Never going to happen, but I will. You, you say I, it. I, you, I, you, why would you say it's never going to happen? It could happen. Like five years from now, you get 55-year-old Phil Mickelson in there and he's like yucking it up. Like, remember when he came on? Where the hell? What major was great. it? Great. I'm not saying he's not great at it. He He comes on. He does his time. Uh, I don't know. They spoke about it in the book where he came on and and who was it? Like Faldo wasn't ready for the zingers. Like he was just not ready. Um, yeah, for what Phil was bringing in there. And in the, I remember even reading in Phil's book, Phil was portrayed as like an embarrassing moment for Faldo, <laughs> like just to be totally upstaged, like or just like so obviously shown how inferior he or how much better this job can be done um yeah we'll see where that goes quickly on on that note there's some interesting numbers on the pga and their tv ratings for this year and just showing again that the demise is pretty consistent with what they always are and live you know harps on the pga audience that it's old and it's dying but one thing i think you got to give the pga credit for and the people who partner with it pat is like in all spaces of advertising that demo is is scoffed at or not appreciated the pga like buys into the 60 65 plus demo that's the money that's the people who are you know who have the money who can buy what you're selling and and they jump right 
right into it as much as we insult it out for how it can affect certain broadcasts. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, even to just let you behind the curtain a little bit, like I do all the ad sales from AO media network. So, I mean, sometimes you'll hear ads on shows. Other times you won't. Sometimes it'll be title sponsors and some of it's like geolocated. So if you're in the States, you might not get a certain ad. If you're in Canada, you do get a certain ad. Or if you're in Britain, you get a certain ad, especially on the audio podcast. A little bit different for the video. It's mainly on the audio side. But the quality of sponsors that I can get, especially for different markets, are huge for golf. And like the numbers for NFL do way better. Like me, you, more almost... Three times as many people tune into the Me, You, and Cuss NFL show than they do the Me and You golf show. And the Me and You golf show does very well. But that show in particular, and most of the NFL shows, do fantastic. But I can get more money with bigger sponsors for this show than I can for that show because the advertisers know that anyone listening to a golf show can probably buy a product. And that's not necessarily yeah. the case. Like instead of getting like higher end watches, higher end supplements, car stuff, um, you know, designer clothing, like some of the stuff you'll hear on the golf advertising, we get to football season. It's fucking beer and dick pills. <laughs> yeah, that makes total, total sense. So I don't know. It's yeah, silly. it's a smart one to lean into, but it feels like when they're trying to take advantage of our demographic and even the younger, like I'm 37, so I'm kind of like in the, the beginning prime of being a real golf consumer of who they're really advertising to, but like they're trying to capture this like 25 to 45 audience who, you know, people who watch this show, people who gamble on sports, and it feels like they do it without caring about it. They're like, oh, these companies want to give us money. That's great. It doesn't seem like they're actively trying to yeah. court any of these people. It's just these people are going to them and be like, hey, can we pay you money to get a commercial on here? And like fake talking about it. It doesn't seem like they actually care about it. And I feel like they are missing out on that. And that's reflected in the programming. Like we just went through a fucking cut line that was probably the most important cut line of the year. Suspended on Friday night. You had a guy come back on the course with a birdie cut to knock fucking like three people out of the playoffs and get himself in. And it wasn't on, we, we, there was no way to watch it. <laughs> You're not wrong. It was um, truly incredible. But at the same time, that's an excellent point. And they're not the only ones in golf that are doing it. They're just taking the gambling money because it's people that are throwing it at them. They don't even like care about like harvesting the content or the read, you know, because when they're giving the odds, you know, from, you know, a certain site on the board, on the telecast, they're not even giving the read like any respect. It's just anyone in the ad world on any side, or if you've listened to commercials your whole life, no, they're doing it as lazy as a radio guy doing a live read who doesn't give a shit. Well, when people are listening to the Athletic Greens ad in the audio version of this podcast, you can hear the passion come from Pat Mayo. I notice this a lot. With Show them. off your wealth and buy some. Yeah. Have some Athletic Green slash Mayo. Go there. I do use it every day. I actually do. That's the one That's the one good thing that like I, I think is different between it. Like, It'd be one thing if there was someone on the broadcast who did fucking gamble and just like let him do the reads. Because he got get fired well, Cole up. Cole could do it. Cole, Cole could do it. Been, but they don't Cole let him do, do it. it. But Colt is also, I promise you, I have enough confidence that, that Colt at least is saying to the executive, like, I know there's a meeting. I know this could go on deaf ears, but I'm telling you how badly you guys needed to, like, harvest 
television for that cut or some sort of even like you said jobber pga twitter um live feed cam like they've done for corn fairy playoffs and shit i've seen in the past watch zhao dong hit it out of bounds <laughs> zhao dong i don't know that uh what's his name story again it's the second name i've botched on the show i'm sorry I think Paul fell down behind. Oh, he's sitting down. I thought Paul fell down. He's just sitting down. I couldn't see his head I'm anymore. Just sitting. Just sitting. Okay. Well, that's good news. Give me some money. Give me some money. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your 
your business. Learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from. Then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot for a very low cost. And it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day, except for a few days, a few weeks ago, because I ran out of athletic greens. And it was absolutely devastating because it's like all-in-one health insurance for myself to give me the energy I need in the mornings. I want to be Logie in the mornings. I, wanna, I love bacon as much as the next guy, but I can't just load up on carbs and bacon in the morning and not feel a little bit run down by like noon. No, for my breakfast, I just pound some athletic greens into my system. It gives me more energy. It's helping my immune system. It's giving me better gut health. And frankly, because I've been dealing with a calf injury, I haven't been able to run this gut and get a little bit bigger. So I need more gut health than ever these days. So Athletic Greens, I got my shipment in the mail. My wife and I looked at each other and were like, whew, we got energy for the day. And I like living an active lifestyle. I need to have this high energy in Athletic Greens with its 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens really helping me out here. I didn't realize how much this stuff affected my day-to-day life when I wasn't taking it, how much energy Athletic Greens was giving me all of the time, every single day. So I can be my healthiest and best self with everything that goes along with it. It really helped my mental clarity and alertness. You need to be sharp when you do these shows. People don't think of me as a sharp because I'm not, but when doing these shows, you need to be quick-witted. You need to be alert. AG1 Athletic Greens helps with that. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day. You can plan on it. You wake up, you take your athletic greens, and it helps you take care of yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially with flu and cold season coming. The cold weather is coming. It's just one scoop every day in water, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Just Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Home security isn't a game. But a lot of companies act like it is, trying to upsell you and overcharge you every chance that they get. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. They're different. Simply Safe is advanced technology that puts the safety of me and my family first. That's why I love it, because they have 24-7 professional monitoring. I need to get in touch with someone. I can get in touch with someone whenever I want. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment 
a threat is detected and dispatch the police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or cannot be reached. There's a lot of safety and comfort in that. And Simply Safe's monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to help keep you calm and safe during stressful situations, staying on the line with you until the help arrives. And Simply Safe's customer first policies make sure you're taken care of. Affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day and no long-term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. That's only sensible. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash mayo. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash mayo. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's get to the St. Jude FedEx Cup first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. No Daniel Hauserberger, no Tommy Fleetwood, no Lonto Griffin. So it's only a field of 122 players in Memphis at TPC Southwind, one of my favorite courses on the PGA Tour. Water everywhere. It's a par 70, 7,244 yards. Seems short. Like it's only 100 yards more than last week, but it plays an awful lot longer, Jeff. Like adjusted to par. Uh, this is one of the more difficult. Like you're going to see a winner at like minus 12 to minus 16. Justin Thomas won this event two years ago without gaining strokes putting. Brooks lost three strokes putting, came second that year. Hideki lost in the playoff to answer along with Burns a year ago. He lost strokes putting. It's a ball striker's course. You don't want to have the guy who's losing strokes putting. That's not a great way to get to the top, but it can be accomplished at TPC Southwind as long as you just don't keep rinsing your ball in one of the myriad not one of the in the myriad water <laughs> traps around over 5,000 balls have gone into the water at this course since 2004 it's a fun one I always like this one a lot it is a true who is hitting who is keeping the ball dry off the tee and who is getting lasered in with their irons uh, so that's really the, the approach that I'm taking here so DraftKings Sportsbook has the odds out right now we go to the very top of the list. Rory, 9-1. to one. Scheffler, 14. Fitz, 14. Cantley, 14. Thomas, 14. Xander, 14. Cam Smith and Rom, both 20. Willie Z, 22. And the hottest man on the planet. He's the Hansel of the golf world. Tony Fina is 25-1. to one. Uh, Incredible names. A lot of tight numbers. Who do you like? I feel like this, this has just created some opportunities behind I want that Zalatoris number to peak. And I see like it, I want it. it. It opened out the book that we can use and, or at least that I can use because DraftKings Sportsbook is not available where I am currently, but this one is uh, 28 to one on Willsey. That's Yeah, that's I would like that. That's that's a number that would have my attention. Um, geez, Rom is really, they're putting twos in front of Rom again, but it feels deserved. Everyone's playing well, but him. Even Tom Kim, like who's won without form, Pat? Like, good form. Cam Smith. Like, yeah, I get Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, that's the one I was kind of thinking of. And he, he did, if you were watching, like, he made all the shots. You, If you watch the, the end of the Scottish, like, I've seen enough. At least I did. Um, but, yeah, um, that Scottish result was still probably T10, though. It was. I believe it was T9. Like, he... But it was a very... Scram- Sunday, yeah, it was a real scrambly performance. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but it was. A, it's almost what you want to think. Maybe he's in tune for an open championship. Sure. That being said, um, 
Yeah, so for I don't know, these guys gotta be informed for me to want to touch them, which makes Rom I don't know, man. Two's in front of them. Crazy. I'm going farther up. And DraftKings is being kind to me, I think, Pat. I think this next range, I was happy with some of the offerings. So the one that really stuck out to me, and I went over this, I'm going to bet Zalator. So Will Z is going on my card. I kind of mentioned that last week that I just much preferred him at this course than at the Wyndham. And he played fine at the Wyndham. He actually lost strokes off the tee at the Wyndham. It was the third time in 21 starts that he's actually lost strokes to the field off the tee, which kind of tracks because that's more of an accuracy course. It's not like a bomb and gouge type track. You can get yourself into some problems if you try to bomb and gouge it at Sedgefield. You just want to like to have the, I mean, the Tom Kim. You don't need to be the longest guy. Just hit it down the middle and you're going to have a very easy time. Get off the beaten path. All of a sudden, you bring some bigger numbers into play. But here, as long as he's not hitting it into the water off the tee, but he can use the length to his advantage. Obviously, still, I mean, he's second to Finau right now <coughs> in terms of iron play over the past 50 rounds. He's who I want to go with. And 28 to 1, I do think, is a very, very friendly number for him at certain places. 22, I feel like all these DraftKings odds are going to fall because you can't just have... 13 guys, 25 to 1 and below. I just don't think that's going to work out very well, but you kind of hit on it. Uh, like Cam Young is 28, Spieth is 28. I'm not going to be concerned about that. I just no. see I see Hovland at 35, and I'm like, Whoop. man, that's that's not bad. for the, Especially for Hovland this. Hovland 35. This course? I think this Colin course suits 35. him. Well, Colin's been, Colin 35. Colin has been bad. Not that it's going to like dissuade me from betting him, but I, I will throw out that he has not been good in some time. I, I said last week I was betting Victor here. So I'm betting Victor here. I was happy to see the 35, but wish he played since the Sunday at the Open where you know he kept it in below neutral so long that it kind of put Rory to sleep, cashed us a ticket in doing so. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in 35 is good. And um, yeah, I've, I've made two bets. It's it's uh, oh, I'm going to bet that Zal 28. I'm pretty sure. But it's Victor 35 and someone at 50. But I am looking at this column 35. Just keep it clean. Ball strike it. I don't know. It's I feel like uh, 35 just seems totally fair. I could set it and forget it. Cal uh, Colin Vic Zal. Set him, forget it. We're sticking in the good players. If I get beaten at the top, you're going to get beaten at the top. It's happened a lot this year. The top top, I mean. If you had to go to the top top, who do you think that you would go with? I would. I think. I, I feel like this is a good. I feel like this is a good Scheffler course. They're all so enticing. I know. Talk myself into any of them. Can't. What's weird is after hitting me that ticket, Camp Smith feels like the one I would least want. Do you, was it this course? I think we had Cam Smith, and he found himself in like the middle of the forest when there's not a whole lot of like clumps of trees around. And he tried to hit that hero shot from the middle, it just bounced back in his head. Was it this? I think it was this tournament last year. Oh, you are. Mm, the shot rings familiar. The tournament doesn't. Yeah, I think I think it was this course. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, because remember we had Brooks. And yeah. he ended up coming in second. And Thomas hit that. JT. JT hit it, like, off to the right on 18. We're like, oh, thank God he's going to give one back. And he made this, like, low hook shot around the fucking tree, came up a bit short, and just got it up and down, like, no problems. Like, fuck you, Justin Thomas. Taking my money, like usual. 
Yeah, was that out of COVID? That was like a weird scheduling yeah, it was, spot for it was, this event. It, it was the week before the PGA Championship that Morikawa won. Yeah, I think that was the first. Yeah, at Brooks that week. That was the first video I ever did for OC. There we go. So, Zalatoris, Hovland. I'm in on both those guys. I gotta tell you because I can't win anything on my own. So let's go. No, 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 no. I'm not good. I'm in, I'm 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 like just spacing out my wins far enough apart where it doesn't look where it looks like I'm having a fine season. <laughs> I I wish I had that. I, I wish I had that luxury that I'd be spacing them out. Like anytime it's about to get into a bad place, again I get it back, which is the fun in golf betting, um, which is the fun of it. But yeah, these are the pl- I don't know. Tom Kim. Tom Kim. I can't do Tom Kim. I'm going to bet Victor and Zal, like, I don't know. But all the Tom Kim guys got their money. Yeah. Oh, we- and I'm going to get, I'm going to be looking for Vic by a field goal. I'm going to get back into that zone too, Pat. Woo! Come uh, on, baby. Uh, looking at my key stats for this field, Finau, Rory. Finau just dropped in real time from 25 to 20 in DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way. So that number's now gone. Can't fit the 25. Although, I mean, I was, I was shocked to see him at 25. I like get the other side, he is 22. I bet you when you get, like, the extended win, that's up to, like, 24. Why wouldn't we just I, keep you, riding this? I should have. And I, I saw that drop sort of like I saw the reset on my eyes. And it instantly hits you that that 25, based on everything, was pretty freaking fair. Yeah, like Maybe why more than fair? Yeah, like, like- I, I get, I get, I get, I get that. Like you can like perceive the other guys as better players. That's a totally just argument. But the dude, I mean, he beat like two pretty scrubby fields. This is a real field, but he's not. It does have back to back wins. Like, why is Cantlay ahead of him? I'm I'm not entirely sure. Oh my god! And then seeing Tony speak at his foundation. Did you see him? Day after. Did you see him drop his wife's phone into the pool? I I didn't. That was a good video. He was like dancing by the pool, and he tried to flip up his oh. wife's phone. He dropped it into the pool. He can I afford a new it, one. It's okay. Honestly, the most I I don't know. I go find these interviews, and I even saw our boy Tour Picks do a um. I don't want to call it a golf video, but a video just on, um, you know, mental health in, in general. Was it, was it, was it, was it, was it pro mental health or anti mental health? Cause I would have opinions if it was one way. Do you remember which one it was? It was pro mental <laughs> health and that, you know, the success isn't a straight line and it's zigzags. And to see Tony Finau say like, he's so obviously you wish you had the missed opportunities back, but to, for his kids to see him, quote unquote fail and we're like because finishing second on a pga tour event like we're going to call failing for just a brief moment to see you come up short and to fail and to just keep fighting and digging and going you know his kids some of his kids are old enough although he's got seems like a mini rivers platoon um that like you can't teach it you can't teach any better of a lesson you can't you can't so yeah i don't know Great. 25 seems fair. It's gone. And I didn't bet the first one. And I thought the second one was less likely because he just won. And now he's going to pull a, a hat trick. I almost feel like I got to watch these now from the sidelines and just cry for him. Happy cry. So uh, I, I, like, I feel like I missed it all. I, I could potentially get there, but if you're going to give me like, this is actually, a, I can't believe this is a conversation that we're having in 2022 at the same odds. Currently, who do you think is more likely to win this tournament? Finau or Rom? 
I I love John Rom, but I'm kind of flattered that this is a conversation. As you mentioned, it's a weird one. Who's winning without form? Wow. I don't know, man. I don't want to answer that. Okay. Have we disrespect? Is Sunjay being disrespected yes. right now? Coming in fire at the moment. And he's by. Oh, listen, Cam Young is also coming in fire, but I just feel like Sungjae's done it for longer, and you're getting what eight more points on his number. Like you have Sungjae, Hovland, Morikawa, Burns, Hideki, and Lowry all at thirty-five to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. We just had to rank those guys right now of who you want to bet on. I think it's Vic, Sungjae, Deki, Morikawa, Lowry, Burns. Is probably the order. Okay, I love that you're doing this because I was hoping we could go back and have a conversation because I went straight with excited about Victor and thoughts at the Morikawa number. You know, maybe you could sniff a 40 this week and it all feels fair. But um, all those guys, I think, need to be talked about. And I agree. Like, if Tom Kim doesn't catch an absolute fire wagon and Sung Jae hits a couple two-footers, what are his <laughs> odds this week? I'm guessing like 25. He's in great form. He's coming in. The course suits him perfectly. It's the surfaces. He's always seemed to have great success on. Yeah, uh, Vic would be... Uh, Sungjae would probably honestly be tied with Vic other than I called Vic a week ago. So I'm beholden to holding that up at this moment. Um, Sungjae, Vic... Well, why do you have Burns so low? Like, I don't really care that Scotland didn't treat him well. I mean, Burns, when was the last time Burns was good? The RBC Canadian Open. 27th at the U.S. Open. Missed the cut at the Travelers. 66th in Scotland. 42nd at the Open. Like, if we're going to play guys who have form coming in, I'm just saying he doesn't have form. Although he just yeah, went. and Hideki. Go ahead. Hideki with the playoff loss here a year ago. I bet him at the Open. I'm trying to remember how he played. Uh, I just remember him withdrawing from the 3M after making that nine on the par five. That's, that's my last memory of Hideki. Thanks Hideki. Yeah. Hideki that was a fun at, one. And, um, you know, I'm seeing it as high as 40 Pat. Yeah. He was fourth at the U S open. He was 68th at the open championship. He has the WD. He is someone who is impossible to gauge. Like when he won, I guess. Yeah. When he won the Zozo, it was like one top 10 in his previous seven starts. And he wins the Zozo. I mean, it was in Japan and he's very acclimated to it and knows the course probably a little bit better than everyone else. But still, it's not like he had great form coming in. So maybe like when you were talking about the top guys, they can win without form. And I would even consider these guys top guys. But just with, like you said, the way that we've been seeing winners being hit, that's just not happening. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mind though. I don't mind that. Um... Yeah, you're right. Like, I want to come back and say, but when you bet Hideki at 40 to 1, like, you can bet him to miss the cut. You could also bet him to win the golf tournament. Like, for you know, I, I don't do that, but I just mean, like, I don't, like, I can play to the ceiling on a guy like Hideki at 40 to 1. And then I even see the guys at 35, and I have so much respect for the the consortium of players at 14, but these guys aren't two and a half times more likely to win this golf tournament. And I'm not usually one to break it down that way either. I'm more. No, that, that, um, that's, that's more of my justification for not yeah, getting good players. But I, I don't know. I just, I can't get over the betting card I can build 
between like 35 and 50 and be real happy with it. And I guess we'll say 28 because I'm going to I'm too much of a Wills guy. And like you, we kind of said, give me 28, 30 in a full field over anything. I'll, I'll go hard on those. So Zalatoris Hovland, I might hit another one of these guys in this range. So let's let's talk about 50 to 1 and beyond. You said you had a 50 to 1 guy. I have three guys from down here. I can be talked into other ones, but I think three that I want to bet, and we can kind of work backwards from there. Because like you see like Homa, Hatton, Neiman, Henley, Connors, Wise, Power, Bezadenhout, Riley. Like it goes like there's a clear line of demarcation in this field where it goes from guys who have a chance to win to guys who are like legitimate long shots and like the, the Henley Connors wise power, like are just a weird tier. It feels like those numbers are going to drop as the week goes along. Cause no one's really going to, I mean, Henley, I think could win this week. Like you talk about good form coming in. He has great form coming in. You talk about what his strengths are. They play really well at TPC Southwind. And if it's like, what, Go ahead. What's the putter that not even the broomstick, the one where you literally stand behind it like it's a shuffleboard like flick. Oh, the the, like, the, the Yako Van Ziel mallet? <laughs> yeah. Show me's changed the putter, and I might bet Henley. As someone who never bets Henley, ever, I bet on Henley last week and I saw it. Like the guy at times hit the ball like he's Lee Trevino. <laughs> No, like an all-time great, you know, I guess, I don't know, everyone I bet essentially hit the ball better than Tom Kim. Um, I mean, you, was... you, hold on. You make it sound like Tom Kim, like, dude gained, like, over a stroke no, I, with his driver. A he gained over four, he gained joke, four strokes like, with his approach. It, like, see... he, he hit the ball better with his irons than Sungjae did. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't bet Sungjae. But you look at you see, like, oh, Jonathan Bird, uh, uh, you know. And even, you know, Lahiri was first tee to green. I think he was 100th in putting. And Connors was incredible. It's like a hundredth in putting. Ah, story. Who cares? Tom Kim, incredible. Um, for me, the first name that I like at this north of fifty that I still feel isn't too far back or a guy I could trust if he got into something. Hat and Pat bet him last week at the forty, came up short, sixty four on Sunday. I, I, I like it. I, there's fifty fives. I bet you it gets bigger when I see some extended stuff. I don't know who's talking about him. Um, quietly getting his form back. I like it. I like it. Yeah, sixth in the field in approach last week. <laughs> Didn't drive it very well, but it was just he was all approach, and that's you know, he can try to figure out the rest this week. But 11th, he went 24th, 56th at the U.S. Open, 24th at the Genesis Scottish Open, 11th at the Open Championship, 8th last week. So if you're looking for someone who's just getting progressively better week, week, week after week after week after week, Hatton most definitely fits that. I was looking at Connors. I guess on DraftKings Sportsbook, he's 40, but he's like 50 and 55 at other places. Billy Horschel? Coming off being Anderkers? That sounds like a prime time for Billy Ho. And it's, yeah, play, it's, the mean, play, it's, it's playoffs. It's Billy Hotel. It's Ho a time. big enough event that it fits his profile, be it BMW or WGC or Memorial. This fucking guy. Um, truly like the last somewhat deep bet in a good field we've had. Like, who bet that 66 at Memorial? No. One. I don't know anybody. I mean, maybe you got in live or something, but I, I'm talking pre tournament. 
So you need him like I, I don't. He, he struggled with his approach playing around the green last week, but it was still hitting all the fairways. <laughs> so that driving is going to help him. I need him to have a spike, either putting week or approach week or something of the two. But uh, he, this is a course that he plays every year, and he's played it every year in the for the past ten years. He played it when it was the St. Jude Invitational. He played it when it was the WGC St. Jude. He's qualified for the playoffs. He's playing it again. That's a tip this week, though. When you go and look at course history or tournament history, it's going to show you Northern Trust course history because that's technically what this is so like dustin johnson is going to look really good that kind of thing so just be careful with what you're looking at uh you want to look at wgc st jude from the past three years if you want to go look at that or the st jude invitational from before that like he has let's see four top tens five top tens the past nine years and you know Three, four of those were at the St. Jude Invitational. He had a top 10 at the WGC in 2019. He was 17th last year, 25th the year before that. Here's the interesting, though. He's never lost off the tee at this course, which is huge because that means he's not rinsing it. And he has gained on the greens in nine straight years at this course. You can just get the approach play and the around the green play to be at good levels. I mean, 55 to 1 for a guy who's like won big events against good fields like in the past two years. Feels like it's not that he's being disrespected because this is where he should be on the betting board based on his range of outcomes. But the difference between Billy Horschel and like the Connors and the Henleys and like the other guys that he's usually paired with is he actually fucking wins events. Yeah, I know win equity gets described differently because people would have said Finau and guys like Xander have none despite that they did it. (laughs) No, but even despite contending all the time. Like, but not winning means they had zero. Well, you would say, no, the true definition would mean they actually have strong win equity. That's why their odds always stayed where they were, because just being in the hunt late on Sunday um, is how people would describe win equity. The other way you could look at win equity in the argument is totally what you just said. Billy Horschel wins. He wins big events. He can miss the cut. It's an outright bet. I get, you know, unless you're putting placings on it, it's almost how I feel about Hideki at 40, um, you know, despite although you're mentioning Billy is probably coming in more primed for this than than Hideki. But yeah, it, that's give or take, really, because Billy's form hasn't been great. Like the results have been fine, but like how he's doing it is I mean, it's classic Billy Horschel shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, no, it's a guy I trust to win. He could bottom out. But if it's there, he fits perfectly. Like if it's a week where he's playing well, his game fits perfectly. Homo was um, the other one that I was kind of looking at yeah. too. That I just know he can put the lights out. He drives it so well. And like he had a bad iron week at Rocket Mortgage and he still came 24th. Yeah. Big fan. So there's like, a guy. I don't know that I'm making the bet. I just, uh, I love the guy. He should be the commissioner. Hey, he was very pro getting cameras. Him and Mark Hubbard. Very pro getting the cameras in on the uh, the Smotherman putt. How did Smotherman not make the fucking playoffs? I feel like he had... Is it just because we like playing him in DFS that it felt like his year was a lot better than it was? Yeah, I think so. I got tricked a lot, clearly. My perception might not be reality there. So, over 100 to 1? I wish... Paul... This is a, Davis? I was going to say, Paul, this is a classic Keegan-style course. Can Keegan get it done? Ew. Is what Memphis is- the east? The, the eastern? Yeah, it's the really. southeast, isn't it? Is that like more I'm Midwest? Gonna get, I'm going to get made fun of for that. I know too. that Keegan's game does not translate to Europe. No, it does not translate to Europe. This is correct. 
see what Keegan's been up to outside of yeah, Rocket he Mortgage. He was horrible. 44. He was bad in Detroit too. Yeah, he was. He's been bad since they went to Europe and then came back. And I mean, I haven't looked at the stats yet. Am I probably going to play at least Keegan in one of my three DraftKings lineups this week? I mean, yeah, but that's because I play Keegan every week. Flirting, flirting but, with but the hundreds in like a month. Flirting with the hundreds, I guess this one is one that I've seen in a lot of different places as numbers have come out. Cam Davis, who you were speaking about earlier, people are so excited in some of those lower field events. Uh, Mito, maybe it's time for Mito. Mito hasn't again. played. I feel like Mito hasn't played in ages. I thought he was hurt. Is there an injury? Am I uh, forgetting something? I mean, he just he missed four straight cuts, and we haven't seen them since the Open. And, and Tommy Fleetwood... Says he's taking time off, but someone mentioned to me that he didn't play enough events. What does that make any sense? I I figured if you had enough FedEx Cup points, it didn't matter. Yeah, that that was my thinking. So pretty interesting. Like the forty seventh ranked player, be like, all right, guys, have a fun FedEx Cup. I'm just going to relax, and he's not going to. Li- well, I don't want to guarantee anything, but his caddy made it seem like no, no. Not that the caddy makes the decision, but Finnis is pretty vocal, or, you know, he's pretty informed, and he says things that often come true. You, is Tommy going to live? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I feel like that's an easy rumor, but that's, like, not happening is my point. Okay, I, I thought, I mean, I thought that his mom passed. I thought that's why he wasn't playing. Yeah, his mom did pass recently. So he's taking um, some time off of the family. I get it. It's beautiful, beautiful. And as, as his caddy said before the announcement that he wasn't going to do this FedEx Cup run kind of alluded that Tommy's top priority about in golf is not money. Well, maybe it's a priority, but it ain't the top. So yes, yeah, Steve- see, hopefully he gets his mind right. It was a perfect time though, Pat, with all these like guys breaking their never winners. You know, he was due. He was due. Yeah, was but the so guy, the, the guy, the, why the fuck was he due? The guys who won were like good players, not guys who were good three years ago. Oh, this course would have fit him nice. I'm sure you say that every week about Tommy Fleetwood. A lot of them do. Do Doesn't they? Can... Like they fit like 2018 Tommy. 2020. It's like saying, man, Ricky Fowler really set up well at this course. No, it's actually not even close. Yeah, it's getting there. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. It is not. Um, It is not. But I don't know why. Why waste money betting like 100 to 1 this week? Uh, I was looking at Steel just based on the premise that if you can get by with losing, like he's losing like three strokes per round on the green, which is not good. But if you just want to take like high quality skill sets from deep down the odds that you want to see here, like ball striking, approach, and driving, it's Steel, Stallings, Rose. Why do you keep saying Rose? What has Rose done to make you think that Rose has been like good? He seems like he's striking the ball incredibly well. He can't hit a putt. Can't hit a putt. I feel like you saw him shoot that almost 59 in Canada where, like, Justin Rose is unstoppable. Nope. He gained 1.4 strokes on approach last week at the Wyndham. That's not good. All I know is he needed one putt, and it was, like, his final five holes where I thought he needed to get to minus two, and he was inside 10 feet on all of them. He couldn't hit any of them. Well, it's hard to make inside, like... If you're rolling hot, you're making your nine-footers, but most of the time, you're probably going to miss your nine-footers. You want to be like, if you can be like 40% on those, you're like, you're a great putter. 
Yes, Paul. Is Mito dead? I think he might have been cursed to death. Because, like, <laughs> 130 on Mito. If you told us that, like, a month ago, people would have been <clears throat> backing up the, Bink- the Brinks truck. And has he played? No, he hasn't played since the Open. Like I say, he's missed four cuts in a row. I think, I'm guessing that he had some sort of injury or he was just kind of burnt out from playing so much. Or he was burnt out from Cusp picking him every week during this missed cut stretch. He tried to change his fucking name, and that didn't even work. Guillermo, no, no, no. We're going back to Mito again here. But he rates out really well, too. Like He rates out about as well as Cam Young. Cam Young, I think, is going to make me look really stupid when he wins. I feel like Cameron Young is so trappy this week because he's not hitting his irons well at all. And you can't win at this course with just bombing and putting you can't do it there are some courses where you can do that and he's played really well at those but this one strikes me as not one of those ones i agree i am one of those people that think that's getting a little too out of hand i mean the dude's been great i it's hard to say a bad word but if putting a position like to say any criticism doesn't mean like I don't like him or don't think he's great or don't think the trajectory is fire. But I, 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 and I'm a, I'm a late adopter on some things and I stay, I stay in the foxhole longer than I should on a lot of things, but I'm not fully there with this. Quick picks in one and done for the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Wilsey and Hovland for sure on my card. Obviously, I'll have the final betting card released Wednesday morning live on Mayo Media Network. So subscribe right now with Ben Raza as we'll be taking your questions, going through all the DraftKings picks and such. But Wilsey and Hovland, 2835. I'm going to get those numbers once like we get off the show because unlike you, I can feel like the restraint to wait 20 minutes to go make my bets as we're doing the show. Steel, Horschel, and Henley, I'm going to give a look to. Horschel maybe is an outright. Steel and Henley, maybe like a top 10, top 20. Just because I feel like someone great is going to win this week, and they're not great, so that might be a waste of money on the outright overall. See what we're doing with Finau, and that range that we talked about, like, is the range. Like, you mentioned Hatton. I can get behind Hatton. Morikawa, I'm, I'm a slut for Morikawa. I can get there. I really need to make some choices. I talked about him. Like, why not him yeah. and how well that yeah. he's been playing? Like, I need to make some concrete decisions on that or even see who just drops down the board a little bit because I don't think that the betting board can sustain this many people below both 20 and 30 to 1. Someone is going to fall. Now, it's probably going to be the guy that I don't want, but I think you should probably wait for value this week rather than just, like, pouncing at the opportunity. Like, Zalatoris' number is going away. If you can get 28, get 28 because it's going to get worse. I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I have bet Zalatoris at 28. I don't think that's getting any better. That's And I've seen the lower ones. I was very happy to see Victor at 35. I bet it. Uh, I'll go back in if it gets bigger because I got to put more on it anyway with how committed I am. I have bet Hatton at 55. That might get bigger too uh, or an enhanced, um, at which point I'll fully get her back and go back in again. Uh, I'm really into M. I'm really into M this week. I also didn't mention that I guess the reason I think my mind is on Colin a lot, other than, you know, the ceiling and you feel like it can click and work, is I have season-long Rom v. Colin wins, heavy stake bets, and corny, cheesy, lucky, like my emoji here sticking my tongue out, I'm excited. Uh, I'm up one nothing because of Mexico. I know. 
I know. I know. Giggle away. Giggle away. So I feel like I can hedge this thing with Morikawa. Protect myself. Also bet a golfer I really like at a good number this week. I like it. One and done. I'm going to take. I saved him for the spot. I'm going to take Zalatoris. Ooh. Okay. I think has Tim picked yet? Tim hasn't picked yet, so you can get your pick in before Tim, and you're good to go here. You're you're we haven't added up last week's yet, but you're now way out ahead after Henley. Okay, so I'm not sure. Have I used him? Sungjae? I feel like we. Yeah. I feel like we've all used Sungjae, but let me check here. This is embarrassing, but there's two weeks left, so I got to rattle off good players' names. Yeah, you use Sung Jay at the Arnold Palmer Invitational for one hundred and thirty-one four hundred dollars. Okay. Give me. I don't know. Just give me the best player I have available. I mean, I you have to give me some names here. Like it's a fucking entire spreadsheet that I have to go through to see if you've actually used someone or not. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Morikawa. Have you used Morikawa? Oh, things are looking up for you, sir. Let's Seems see. like a guy wouldn't use or haven't used. You have not used Morikawa. Morikawa for Jeff Feinberg. Okay. I like that. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Catch Jeff, myself, and Cust on Thursday talking NFL quarterbacks. Catch me and Adam Levitan on Tuesday talking NFL. Me and Raza talking golf on Wednesday. Jam-packed on the Pat Mayo experience. So remember to rate and review the podcast. Five stars. If you give, you're that one-star guy, give your fucking head a shake, pal. I mean, I, I can't say what I want to say because I don't want to get canceled, Jeff. But old Pat Mayo from the shows that you can't find anymore had some very harsh words for these people. Stuff that is not probably appropriate in 2020. Probably wasn't appropriate then, to be perfectly honest. Just no one cared. Now people care. Can't tell people to do that anymore, Jeff. Now I can just say, go fuck yourself. And we'll just leave it at Ooh. that. How about that? Ooh. But five stars. We need to wait out the... Uh... Hey, now. All right, listen. We got one one-star review of the past 700 reviews. So I'm not really sweating it. But hey, we could use another 100 five-star reviews. Now, we cancel it out. We keep our perfect five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I'd really suggest that you go do that. And for you, you got Odds Checker. You got BetSports. What else you got going on? Uh, dropping the quarterback show with you on on Thursday. But, yeah, uh, Odds Checker with, with Rick Gaiman. Uh, BetSports with our boy Noonan. Uh, live tomorrow uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Check that out if you uh, have already watched this. But maybe you haven't even watched this yet, and that's already passed. All right. Tune in Wednesday for Cuss Picks, by the way, 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network. That'll do it for me. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!